Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 169 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubberton. And who's being in a country they have no right being in just because it's 2011 with me tonight? Hi, my name is Star. I've been on here, I believe, once or twice, turning to talk about this wild game that in <laughs> wild time we're in right now. And I am Joseph Butler, but please call me Joe. And I'm also on here a couple times every once in a while. <laughs> You're on here quite often at this point. Awesome. I think almost once, I think at least once a month now. Or more, no more than that. It is, yeah, you're on like twice, two, three times a month now, which I appreciate. So yeah. we are here to. Oh, and before I get too far, I do want to say there will be a giveaway at some point randomly. I have Steam, I have Steam codes I need to give out. So at some point randomly, there will be a Steam code. Enjoy the show. Uh, we are here to talk about Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, made by Infinity War, and came out in 2007. Oh no, I played the new Modern Warfare. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that existed until like 10 minutes ago. I realized, oh, yeah, they, they made a new one. Mm-hmm. I I don't mind playing the new Call of Duties. In fact, play, playing this one was really like a man slap in the face kind of because this is the first time I've ever played this. And the only ones I've played is the ones where they get weird, where they were to have like mech suits and robot limbs and all that. Oh, you never played this one before? I've never before? played this one. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is going to be a very interesting conversation then. Yeah, on the other side, for me, this is a game from my childhood. I played it back <laughs> on the Xbox 360. I played the multiplayer a little bit. Um, I definitely played follow-ups a little bit more, like World of War and Modern Warfare 2 I played a lot. But this one, it was really nice to revisit because I vaguely remembered like the plot. But playing again, it was really neat. I played this back because I got a 360 not until like 2009. When I got my first 360, I started getting into this gen, and I remember buying this game because my friends were playing it. So they, they convinced me to finally buy it, but by the time I bought it, World of War had just came out. So then they, they dropped this and went right to World of War, and I remember being like, why did you guys convince me to buy this? <laughs> You're just going to play the new one. To be fair, I mean, that one did have Nazi zombies. Like, I, Well, they I, weren't even playing that. Oh, well, they never mind. I mean, they were, were like... but they were mainly into the, the multiplayer, even though then they bitched about World of War because it had vehicles, so we could only play hardcore mode or something back then. Yeah. Was was that the introduction of zombies? World at War? Yes. Okay. Yes. World at War also is the one where grenades, if you play on, they love, love grenades, the enemies do. They still love them in this one, but I do vaguely remember, I think it was even worse than World at War. Mm-hmm. But like, when yeah, back... <laughs> just feels like a staple as of four, Modern Warfare 4, where they're like, oh, sorry, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, where they're like, oh, you know what? We need to make this difficult. Let's just put grenades wherever anyone sits for two seconds. And it's like, well, now you're just like playing hopping game as well as a shooting game. It's worse. And from what I remember, it's worse than World of War. But I haven't played World at War in a very long time. So I can't really remember. I just I know I played this on veteran. I played this on recruit back in the day or, or regular. And I know I was going through on veteran. I don't think I finished it, but I was an achievement whore. So I was trying to beat a bunch of it on veteran back then. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember. If I, I don't think I did, though. I don't remember. It's been so long. I definitely did back then because I remember doing Mile High Club, which was uh, doing the epilogue on Veteran. And back then that was like one of the hardest achievements in gaming at the time. But I went through about a third of this game on Veteran, and then I was running out of time. So I switched over to the second difficulty, not Recruit, whatever was above it. Standard. But standard, yeah. Regular, uh, I forget what they call it, but yeah. I think it's regular, that sounds right. But I'm really glad I did because I think part of the reason this game would be so hard, especially in the last half, is... The last half is a lot more pushing into enemies, and the first third, it feels like it's a lot slower. Like, oh, you can kind of wait, shoot some guys, then move up slowly. But, like, literally, like, I feel like half of the last half of missions are just 
run into enemy and don't die. And I'm like, that sounds really hard because you basically get shot like three times and you're dead. I'm better. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, a lot of I remember a lot about this game was getting to checkpoints and getting like because the enemies don't stop spawning in this mm. game until you pass certain thresholds. So like you have to just kill a guy or two and then get to a spot hide and then let your team members come. And then keep that was the way I remember playing it in veteran back when I did yep. it back in the day. That was I can confirm at least for the first third of that game. There's still a little bit of that. So yep. I I uh, I got kind of confused playing this. I totally forgot that this was Modern Warfare. I thought this was Black Ops. So I was like, when is the twist coming where I'm where I'm mind controlled? And then I remembered, <laughs> oh wait, that's not this game at all. The numbers based. I mean, it's not your fault that this series just doesn't freaking end at this point. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, this I haven't I stopped playing any of these. I played a bunch of them, but I kind of fell off the series. I just had enough. Have haven't we backpedaled? I think we're back at World War Two again. Yeah, so uh, no, was, World War Two. I, they I don't did even do know what another, the last one was. The last one was just Modern Warfare, and that's come out. And then there's there they did the you know big battle royale. But no, they did do another World, uh, World War Two game, and it wasn't super great received. And so I think Treyarch. Or the company that makes them who's not Infinity War, their second company, I think, is even taking some time to do something. Because, like, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the newest one, was such a big hit. And everyone's like, oh, great, this is it. It's the return of COD. And then it kind of fizzled. And the the Battle Royale still really loved. But, yeah, that's that's modern stuff. Let's <laughs> be focusing on this. Uh, well, I mean, again, mark. <laughs> when you make games every single year, that's going to happen. Yeah, they really like need to start doing the whole, th- which a lot of companies are doing now, where the game comes out one year and they'll have a big season pass for the next two or three years. Which is a better way to do it, because this mm-hmm. this came out in 07, and then we got in 2009 we got Modern Warfare 2, and then in 2011 we got Modern Warfare 3. But in every year between that, you were getting something else. Also, and there's been a lot of freaking. I haven't, yeah, I haven't played Call of Duty. The last one I played was Advanced Warfare. One or two, or my thinking. I only played the first one. Another one. No, I did play Infinity. I played Infinity Warfare, the one in space. I, I heard that one's really good too. Yeah, I actually recently heard that that plot is really cool, and I never played it. I was like, you know, if I were to go back and play a different one on my own, it'd probably be that one. I yeah, I think it's. I mean, that's the thing that I just I was playing this and I was like, wow, this game does not feel wacky. I feel like <laughs> af, like I feel like this one is the just like the like the before time because I think even Modern Warfare Two, which is the sequel to this game. Yes. Just like if they became questionable, how do we up it? How do we up it? And then that became kind of their falling. I think one of their major issues is you can only go so up, and before, and especially before it starts just feeling like an action movie rather than a, uh, yeah, rather I mean, than it, a, yeah. It definitely does. Like I mean, this game the way it even just starts off. Like I think the intro of this is very very good. We have a little training mission. We have to go run through this this house, which I failed at, and <laughs> I remember trying that over and over no, again okay, for an achievement. <laughs> I never got. <laughs> I think I think the last one you played, Mike, was the same last same one I played. Uh, was that the one where they have robot limbs? Yes. Big pot. Yeah, that that that's the one I also was last one I played. I haven't played any of them since then. But I'm also I'm also more into like supernatural and horror first person shooters that are like at least even in space because like if I had to pick between this and Halo, I'd, I'm technically still more of a Halo fan. Okay. In terms of like modern, or you mean like back then? Like equivalent would have been probably Halo Three. Yeah, back to. back in the now, I I play the recent Halo. That's actually pretty fun, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I just also as a fun fact because we mentioned DLC, I looked it up. There was only one DLC for this game, and it was four maps. It was ten dollars. That was it. There was nothing else. It's just like it's just it's like night and day. It's like just how the industry used to be. This game is like a little yeah. time capsule when you look at it from like. 
this was before you released so much DLC. I mean, this wasn't... I mean, the online was a big proponent of this game, which mm-hmm. I didn't play much back in the day, because I, I didn't... I liked Halo 2 a lot for multiplayer, but I wasn't a big fan of this, because I wasn't a big fan of just, you know, you the moment you see somebody, you shoot them, they're dead, almost. And I didn't like that, because I would die too quick. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a fan. This was also back then when uh, the horse armor for... What was it? Oblivion. Oblivion was 10 bucks too, and that was like the only DLC for the game, wasn't it? No, because they did eventually do actual content like they did, I believe, Shivering Isles. They did like two actual expansions, but that, the I think what you're remembering is the meme of it, which Horse Armor, people say, was the beginning of the end for DLC, because they, they <laughs> really Horse it, Armor. It really people, was. Yeah, people bought it, and then they were, like, they were like, hey, we could just do this. We don't have to do whole expansions or new maps. Let's just make $2 Horse Armor or a $10 <laughs> Horse Armor pack, and then people will buy that, and we... yeah i i don't ever buy dlc unless it comes into a pack with a full game i won't buy it but i get it for one thing i I want to talk about is that first mission still really blows me away when you're on the ship like you you go to the ship and Mm -hmm. you have to pretty much find a nuke or something that's on the ship and it's just the way that it plays out is still so damn good and just i mean yeah i think this game has a lot of for people who played it back then have a lot of iconic missions and like yeah, so those missions still hold up like some a little less but that's more because of just aged mechanics like the mission in chernobyl like <laughs> i remember that mission the this town used to have two thousand people that was a ghost town and you could like go back in time and do this cool stealth assassination and it's like wow this is still really cool and then again it goes back to like the next one came out and they're like well we gotta do something cooler than that and it's like, i don't know i don't, I don't I don't remember Modern Warfare 2 or... Th- I don't remember 3 at all, and I barely remember 2. I two, might remember 2 if someone tells me something. 2 is the one where basically it's a lot more about, like... Russia. Yeah, you're kind of fighting Russia. Oh, yeah. No Russian. No, it's where they <laughs> have the <laughs> airport yeah. scene that was very iconic and discussed it, at the time. Is that 3? That's no, that's 2. two. Okay. I can't I even tell you anything point. about 3 other than it wraps up the story from 2. But 2 kind of... Yeah, 2... We'll get there, because I might cover all 3 of these eventually, but... Like, you know, they set a story up and I feel like with this game, it was meant to be a contained story. I don't I didn't feel like it was meant to be a continuation as you play through this game, because to me, it feels very grounded. Like you have a mission. It does a good job of showing you the story, what's going on. Like even in the first mission, you're going here to stop a nuke because there's a nuke being transported on a ship that they shouldn't have. And then, you know, after you stop it, you it jumps back and forth from the SAS British to the U S Marines and what they're doing. Like I made a comment when I first start, when we opened this episode, because the, the whole idea is you're in, at not very long, you're invading a country, you're invading some middle Eastern country to take over a, a guy who killed the president, which in all honesty, you have no business doing, but <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like I, I understand where this is coming from. I understand the mindset of 2007, 2006, when this was made and Americans, I am American. But, like, what our mindset would be, kind of, like, I get it. I just, now that in 2022, I look at it like, we really, you know, like... Yeah. I mean, that was an interesting take, too. Like, when I was looking back at this game, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think anything... Is, I don't think any Call of Duty uh, for in a modern setting is probably aged super well. And I think that's maybe why, oh, no, probably hasn't. another reason they're like, hey, let's go to the future where we don't have to just make enemies, Russians, or, you know, vague Middle Eastern countries. And it's like, worry, yeah. The next, next yeah. Call of Duty will be defend, defending Ukraine. That's going to be the next one that comes out. Watch. Oh, don't say that. Uh, don't say that. Because <laughs> I might be right. <laughs> exactly. um, like, give it like five years. They, they, they aren't that dumb. They'll wait at least a few years and then it'll happen. Like, Ooh. <laughs> The, the only one that I can think of that didn't have that bad of a storyline that I still think is 
it's one of the like maybe three or four of them I played is the one where you're using it's is it mech suits or the the robo suit advanced warfare with kevin spacey yeah with kevin spacey that one's yeah. actually pretty interesting that's a good game. It, yeah because it promotes anti-privatized military and i'm like that's not bad that's something that actually shouldn't exist so i think yes. that one also gets into like cybernetics and brain implants and it's like hey this is also kind of probably not the best idea which yeah that that like that one does some interesting stuff it's the robot yeah, arm this one was set too much in reality for me this playthrough that i didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, mm, this hits a little close to like, I'm like, because I mean, it takes place in 2011. This came out in 2007. We're now in 2022. And like, you know, I've lived through Iraq and all that stuff that we've seen. And, and you know, I know that's been a while, but just seeing this and everything that's happened, I'm just like, this hits a lot different. Like when you get your first level <laughs> as, as the Marine and you're just, you know, charging into the city because they have somebody there that you're you're going to okay you have this one level where you you it's first person we play as the president of this country as you're being executed and you just you can't really do anything you just sit there and you just watch this guy get dragged away until they just just shoot him in the face do they at any point do they ever say they're president or do you just find out like after you get shot i think you find out after you get shot i don't think you know who you are you just see him like you see somebody get attacked by dogs you just see a bunch of like terror you know there might people be small, around there might be a small pop-up at the start in the bottom left because there might be because they do that a lot but it's very like honestly that's a thing in terms of the game design where it's just like if you aren't paying attention that's very easy to miss but i mean you know yeah is it, so. that, is it that weird thing where like it zooms in and shows who you're playing like every time kind of that too but also like even sometimes they won't do that it'll be like in the loading screen like in the before, yeah when the screen is black before it says in the bottom left corner just some like text will pop up and it'll be like the president of you know you're like oh okay i guess that's who i am but yeah um, it, it's that, funny to mention that too because i was like i don't know who i am did i miss something did i blink mm -hmm. i look at my phone and not know what's yeah. going on <laughs> yeah it's a I, really like kind of depressing scene too like you just get dragged and they just take you to some place and then the guy just shoots you in the face i think yeah. like i, I think I, I like what they were trying to do but yeah it's, i don't you know, i mean i think call of duty i think this is when they were trying to yeah stay in very realist realism and execute things and it doesn't work a lot i think that's why they debate the choices they i think did it in worked in games. 2007 but it doesn't work as well now maybe i was so young when i played this that i can't even be like oh i felt that i will say oh, I, I wasn't i was in my early 20s yeah the the two i made a note because two things that really took me out of that because i was trying to like you know really like you know basically vibe with it essentially trying to like get in the headspace of it there's two things there's one I, there was at least like 20 instances of a chicken in a single cage like a cage fit you know fit chicken <laughs> i kept just going what is this set piece that they're like yeah that's good okay let's put like two more here let's put like three here and i was like why and it was so just like weirdly reoccurring and i was like why are we and I didn't then there was notice that at all I, it was just a small detail because i kept seeing it and they just I, i'm just imagining what's going on the environment the scene and i'm then i'd see chickens in a single cage and i'm like why is this a priority right now that there's just like 20 different instances of like oh a chicken in a single cage because somebody the other, made it and like yeah, well, we're gonna waste your time making designing this we better copy paste it everywhere i don't i don't i cannot think of another instance of a chicken in this game so maybe that was it maybe they made this asset this graphic and they're like well what's nowhere else i'm gonna put it in like a bunch of spots um and then there was another one there was like of one or two elements of almost, I don't think it was meant to be comical. I'm sure it wasn't, but it felt comical. One's like the car is driving down an alleyway and it's like just big enough for the car. And in the distance, there's a guy who pops out of a dumpster, looks around, sees the car, goes, oh, he looks like a shocked face and dunks back in the dumpster. And I was like, I know that wasn't supposed to be comical, but it feels very like, I think like, I did not see that. I did. I think I know what you're talking about. I felt like that was more to just like show like the, the tear of the city in a way. I think, yeah. 
they did in, that like, by lining war. up and shooting people. They didn't do that with a guy hiding a dumpster. I get what. Yeah, I think that's and like also. Like, with it, I we're getting we're gonna get political. This so I'm gonna put a warning right now. Like we're gonna get a little political. Oh yeah, I was, I was hoping this would come up eventually. <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna have to. So I'm just gonna put that out there. I mean, so we're gonna get political. You've been warned. I mean, Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare. Come on now. It's, oh yeah. Like, I think problems. a lot of it comes with the mindset of the Middle East at the time that this was being developed. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, for a long time in the in the you know especially after 2011, you know 2011 after 2001, you know 9/11. The Middle East, like Afghanistan and stuff like that, they were villainized in the American constants in a way. And that didn't really go away. And this game, like everything you do as the Marine, I forget his name. It's not important. But like all the levels that you do, like it just it feels like it oozes that where like, you know, just in the first scene, you see these people driving around and like they're terrified of this dictate of 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 the group that took over when I don't feel like that usually whenever somebody takes over a country like this when you have a revolution like this where the president is killed it's usually a very corrupt president look at cuba for example when he was killed and take when they when castro took over i mean castro was corrupt too but at the time castro was seen as this great hero i feel like as this is happening he al-zazad i think it's his name would have been seen as a hero not as a villain at and it they make him seem just like a villain like right away and the fact that america just comes charging in just because like, I don't think they even know he has it. They don't even know he has a nuke right away. They're just going there because he killed the president. Okay, let's go kick his ass. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, well. honestly, like I didn't even realize that was that sort of plot of that part of the game until mm-hmm. you said it. Cause it That's feels so like, ridiculous. Like the, I like, I felt like there was a, I, my brain, I'm like, surely they made a threat to America or something. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think it was just like, Oh, yeah, they killed they the president democracy. We're going in. And it's like, all the levels are very ugly. They're very dirty looking. You're just running around these cities sometimes at night. I mean, the way that they, it's just a very, but it, you know, looking back at it now, it's a very 2000, early 2000 look at what I feel like America thought of the Middle East at the time. And I think that's changed a lot since then. You were talking about used assets earlier. Did anyone notice that the walls always have like four or five different weird things spray painted on them? I'm not shocked. There, I, at one point, I think it was when I was you're chasing down Asmaroth's son. I noticed like oh, some graffiti. I was like, I feel like I saw this. I'm not shocked. That sounds totally on. <laughs> I mean, you have to remember too. An important thing about these games is like even back then. I think especially with Modern Warfare 2 is when it really started. Like this game, the the, the campaign, the levels are set pieces for multiplayer missions. That's what yes. this is. So oh, it's okay. like the focus of these games. It's like it's to have an okay campaign. It's a it's to have a really good multiplayer. Because even back then, it was like, well, we need player retention. How do we do that? kick-ass multiplayer how do we do that make cool levels cool levels how do we make them and yeah, we'll make it and then we'll just throw it in the campaign somewhere and that's yeah good you time. can feel that in in the level design too especially when you mention it like one thing about call of duty is that it's very much about having to cover because you don't it doesn't take many shots to kill you or the enemy so everything's always about trying to find cover all the time and i was used to halo and i still prefer other shooters where i can cover or i don't have to cover i can just go out and fight and run and fight and not have to hide behind things all the time <laughs> so that was a that was kind of a thing with this too. I felt, but I really, I really like the British SAS. Like I, I like Price and that team and Soap. I think that is where like the, the good content of this game is. I 100% agree, and I was mm-hmm. going to say that too. I literally every time I was doing one of their missions, even if they weren't the strongest, I was like, well, it's still better than the American missions. So it's really funny. When... Well, they have a, they have a, their story makes more sense. The American story is just we're gonna go find Al Sasad. He's on the TV station. Get to the TV station. Oh, he's not here. We cleared the whole place. Like, you know, that's all you're doing is just looking for this guy running around some country you have no business in. And then things, I mean, you have, you have a terrible, you have a mission where you have to, 
like protect a tank at one point, and that is just miserable. And like escorting the tank, I felt like it did a good job of probably like really showing what war would have been like in Desert Storm and at those times, like how terrible it is. Like here you are, you're just fighting random people all over the place in in buildings shooting at you. You don't really know who is you know anyone could be you know the, you know of trying to kill you. And it just it did capture that well. It just made me really go like. Uh, America. <laughs> I mean, that's one other thing. I when it first starts, and the not the protagonist because protagonist doesn't have a voice in these games, but the American, you know, faction like commander voice. It's the gruffest. Oh, we're going in, soldiers! I literally was sitting there playing, it going, "This feels almost like a parody." But now that again, thinking back, I'm like, not- "Nope." That was, hey, let's make America look cool. And it's all right, Marines, oorah. And I'm just like, oh, Well, that God. was the, that was how we were at that time. I mean, I still, I give credit to anyone joins the military and does what they do. Like, you're not the idiots that start, that start the conflicts. It's people in charge. But, you know, I yeah. give you credit, credit for whatever, you, whatever people do to serve the country. But it's just like, I want to put that out there. It's just like, just thinking of, it really made me remember the early 2000s. And remember me also being probably racist too and having those thoughts. Yes, I, I was in middle school when 9-11 happened but like it it really made me think about me again too and i think that kind of like hit me in a way that i wasn't expecting which not not the game's fault per se it's just really made me you know i'm older now i'm like oh okay. <laughs> i mean you you know it's bad whenever they use these games to promote kids like hey guys you want to join the military america's, Ar- look, america's yeah. army join 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 the army and just That's you know we have we have the new call of duty game here for you guys to play and while you're playing get to sign up and you know if, if you you're... sign up you get a free xbox controller that's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, they actually got in trouble for that because they weren't giving out free controllers. Uh, <laughs> I remember my parents used to be like, they they worried. They'd be like, just so you know, if you play these games, it's not what it's like. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But it's like, I didn't realize that that had that effect on people as much as it probably mm-hmm. did. That, that messes me up. Man, you're right. Like, this game is just a time cancel. You're opening up. And it's like every piece of paper you pull up for a new piece of paper. You're like, oh, that's also rough. Yikes. <laughs> And I, I think, I mean, I, I like how it, it does capture well of like the large force moving into a city and what they're going through. And you have copters everywhere. You have people on roofs shooting RPGs. It really reminded me of Black Hawk Down and what happens in that event in real life. Like it reminded me of that. I mean, I only see the movie, but I did study it a little bit. Like that kind of stuff really like reminds me of that time. And it's just, I mean, it's, I mean, they're good missions. They play well. I just don't like the concept of what I'm doing, but the, the gameplay itself <laughs> is fine. Like I, yeah. you know I it's not the, the british missions not the american missions the i think british the american missions, missions are better because I, yeah well, like also, I, boring like i kept i made notes is. after every mission of like how do i felt and all the american ones i'm like it was okay at least i'd say more than half the british ones i was like hey that was pretty fun and it felt epic and cool american missions just like yep doing walking and shooting stuff maybe protecting <laughs> a tank I mean, and, and then, well, I do, I do want to wrap up the American, like how it ends. Like you, you go through all this stuff. At one point, you have to rescue a, a down pilot, which I, I did like that. And then you find out, oh, shit, they have a nuke. Oh, shit, they have a nuke. And let's go, let's go, let's go. And then they launch the nuke, and it literally kills the guy you've been playing as for part of the game. Like the helicopter crashes and you crawl out bleeding and, you know, like, and you just die from radiation poisoning. Yeah, it's the mushroom cloud and you're staring at it in the distance. And that that whole that was another moment in terms of like the game's color that made me really bummed because it was like it's just this very washed out, like two or three tone levels, like two of them. And I felt like they were doing that intentionally to make like it feel dramatic. I was like, I feel like this would be really even more impactful, dramatic and pretty if they didn't have this two or, you know, mid 2000s mindset of oh it's got to be just flat and dark and totally boring <laughs> but also why would somebody launch a nuke in their own city because that whole city is gone now like, i well, mean they, 
they explain it. The the dude you're going after which is revealed, you know, to be a little bit later. Rush is also after him too. He's actually like generally a Russian terrorist who is against pretty much Russia and America in general. So that's kind of what what it is. Okay. See the fact that that wasn't clear, I think, to Mike or me, and I was playing this game pretty closely. I'm like, ooh, I don't like. I don't know. I, I yeah, have trouble following Halo's plot, and that's a sci-fi game, at least. But it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'd be in the middle of something. I don't know why we're doing this, but I feel it's important. Uh, and it's also a very 2007 thingy, where like you have you have different levels where you're just in charge of a big gun. Which <laughs> I don't mind turret sections, but it's like as a guy who's played a lot, a lot of 360 games back then, that is a hundred percent a 360 thing, like that era. That every point? shooter, third person, first person, always had to have a moment where you're on a turret. Everyone did. If it was a thing. I mean, I don't mind it. I'm just more of no, stating it. Now that but you're we, saying it, I remember that as a meme. You're uh-huh. I, I, yep, 100%. It's a thing. Wanted, for example, which is a good game for 360. That has a turret section, I remember. Terminator Salvation, which is not a good game, has a turret section. Like It was just a thing in this time where... God, I'm trying. I know there's more, like, but I can't think of off the top of my head that had turret I'm, sections. So I'm pretty sure every like every mainstream game has one. Every Gears game, I think, has a turret mm-hmm. section. I don't remember if Halo ever does. I don't think it does because of the way it rolls. Unless that you count being on the back of a warthog being a turret section. Ah, yeah, that, no, that's yeah. Little, that's also by choice usually. It's because well, yeah, they you just wait in Halo. You sit too long, you die pretty fast. So I, I think it's just because of the mechanics they couldn't. But every other game, it's just a gaming trope back then. It was like, oh, you know how we have an epic final stand moment. A turret. Yeah. But just that whole scene where they blow up the copter or the nuke goes off, like, that is just, that was still traumatizing to me, like, watching this. I'm like, man, and, like, this whole army just got wiped out, and they don't really address it at all again in this game. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. the second game, but like, it's not even addressed. Like, you think there would have been a news or something somewhere that, that says, yeah, a nuke went off. And, I mean, there is one little thing at the end of the game where, like, oh, yeah, no, never mind, it's something else. But it's like, they don't address it at all, really. I thought that was weird to me. They, yeah, in the load, in the cutscene immediately after, which is also a loading screen, they're like, they'll play like brief snippets of like newscast making it. And then basically there's one or two lines of like, oh, I can't believe they did that. We'll get our revenge. And then, yeah, that's it. And it's like, well, all right, nuke went off and but in that, like, and the, the way they portray it, it's like thousands of soldiers that are hundreds, you know, a lot. It's like, yeah. and the whole get your revenge thing, I think that hits me more too because of 9 11. Like, we, you know, I don't know. It just, again, this. This game just oozes that that time so much. I can't get over it. Because Infinity War made Call of Duty one, two, and then they then Treyarch made three. Then they then they came out with this game, which is the first Call of Duty for the three sixty era, mm-hmm. which should be also mentioned. But any last things you guys want to say about the Marines? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I've said a lot of it. Like I think I've said all my things. I'm kind of looking okay. back through my notes. There's not much, honestly. I think we've covered a lot of that uh, portion of the game, and I'm excited to talk more about the British part. I'm honestly also it's so- just. Go. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm just honestly surprised that they, they went that route where you die at the end. It's just, it's one of the things where I at least give Activision all them that, that I think they do this a couple times in the game where you play as a character and you'll just die. And it's just like, oh, that's how it works. I felt like, to my memory, this is one of the first times they really did it, especially, you know, because I feel like the Call of Duty's before this, the plot was pretty, it was a lot more just like, hey, generic war activities, because, you know, they'd focus on like earlier, like historical war wars. Yeah. yeah, World War Two. One, two, and three are World War II, but yeah. different parts of world war ii essentially like it would yeah. go from the british to french i think and just it mostly stuck with fighting nazis but it, it stuck in that you know different there's different I mean, there's so many i mean there's so many battles in world war Theaters, II. yeah so i feel like with this one and doing that it was kind of like the first like oh we're gonna do a big dramatic moment and i think honestly out of a lot of the plot elements of this i think that did really well and i think they made it with the new in the backdrop and the like so, just the fact that they even had a scene where it's like oh hey we're gonna have 
you as the character who you've been playing as wake up and try to crawl anywhere and you just die. And it's like, I think that was honestly probably writing one of the strongest parts, definitely the strongest part of the American thing was the yeah. ending. <laughs> it yeah, really hits hard and it's, dep- it's depressing as hell. <laughs> but God, there's also, also another reason why Luke should, Nuke should never be launched because <laughs> you can't just walk away from that. But they do it again later. And that's also real fun to be like, oh, Nukes again, except this time at America. Uh oh. Oh, you're talking, oh, okay, but yeah, later in the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, the end of the game, which, I mean, yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe it's weird to start at the end, but, like, I again, that feels like, thinking about the ending of the, this game and the ending of the, you know, British side of it, it's like, how do you, when you, you've saved the world, you've saved America, excuse me, not the world, you've saved America, <laughs> I mean, ultimately the world, because if nukes were launched, probably everyone launched nukes, and the, they say in the game, like, if we don't do this, the world will be the same tomorrow, but you stop, well, I mean, you blow up five, six cities in any country like that, the world, I mean, not to mention the fallout from nuclear warfare, or the fact that once you launch nukes, everyone else might launch their nukes too. The world won't be the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what you start essentially save, uh, theoretically, the world. And then, like, that's the end of this game. And it's like, okay, well, what do you do in the next one? We stop nuclear annihilation. Where do we go? You know, but it's still really fun in this game. As a single contained story, I think it works really well. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it was ever meant to be a sequel. Robot limbs. Hmm? <laughs> you go robot limbs. Well, that's way later. <laughs> that's way later in a completely different universe. Yeah, because that's the one thing nice about Call of Duty is most of them are just different universes. They're not the same. Like at the time, like one, two and three were not really sequels to each other because I don't I never played them, but I know a little bit of them. I don't think they were sequel. They were just more World War Two stuff, like just different campaigns. Yeah. Set in that time. My guess would be at most maybe a character reference. But even because, you know, maybe if you're Private Jenkins and it's like, oh, in the next game, oh, Private Jenkins. Like, I bet that was the extent. Besides that, it was just focusing on these, yeah, like moments. Yeah. Where so like, the thing about the, the SAS, like, you start off, you play a soap, which soap doesn't mean anything in this game because you never see what he looks like because it's just you. Mm-hmm. And they, I like how the fact they make fun of his name when you first, when you first start the game. Soap, what kind of name is that? <laughs> that was, like, that still makes me laugh to this day when I played it when I played it last week, this week and I'm like, okay, that that's funny still, but they are so much better when, the, cause one with the SAS, there are British special forces and the missions feel much more contained. You don't have a giant army with you. You just have your team and they make more sense. Like you go to this, you go to, like we said, we talked about earlier, you go to the ship and the reason you go to the ship, because somebody in the Russian, I think I'm assuming it was the Russian government, but somebody gave you tips of where to go. And then the next mission with the SAS is that, okay, now we got to go rescue him. Because they're be- they're gonna kill him because of us, so we have to go save him because he's in the situation because he helped us out and we don't leave him behind. And I like that. That makes sense. That com- is a completely good story, in my opinion. Like good, like you know, idea what you're doing. It's not like you're trying to take out an entire country because of one guy. You're trying to rescue somebody from people that are going to murder him. Yeah, and I think they partially realize that because I think that's why Modern Warfare 2 focuses a lot on the characters who do live, which there's only, I think, two or three. I mean, that was a wild thing at the end. I was like, oh, they kill off basically everyone except who has, like, any character except Soap and Captain Price. I think Price looks dead. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he's not <laughs> in this one. I, I remember he said, like, I thought Price died. I was like, nope. But they do CPR think... on him at the very end. You see them doing, oh. the, doing CPR and pounding his chest like he's not, like he's not okay, and then it, then it goes away, and you never, and it, it leaves it with you don't know what happened. Yeah, and I think they basically realized, like, hey, it's a lot more fun if we focus on a few characters and actually slowly, and I think this wasn't even two, I think a little bit, but definitely by three, they're like, let's give them actual characters. And, like, because I remember Soap gets some pretty heavy stuff later, like, when he has an actual character and you aren't playing him, so he has, like, yeah, two distrust of, 
yeah, he has like distrust of government and like all these agencies. And it's like, that's actually pretty neat. And this one, I think, again, it's just this like almost like the last step before they kind of like, all right, let's start doing some weird different stuff. There is like this nice little snapshot. And when okay. you play as the, the SAS, you fight Russians, but you're fighting the ultra nationalists, which I didn't know if this was like a different group of the government. Like it never explains that exactly. They just call them all oh, the ultra nationalists. Like, who the, who the hell are these guys? I, I think I think it's supposed to be the name of the terrorist group. I'm probably assuming. Okay. What it is. Yeah. Actually, I was about to, I was going to ask that too. I was like, because I remember this one being soap. And I was going to ask, I was like, do you play as any of Price and soap in any of the games? I think I'm you pretty do sure into... you do. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think. Yeah, exactly. You don't exclusively play as them, like for an entire game, to my memory. But you will. I think that's kind of part of the thing. Is like for a while, you see soap. You're like, oh, that's what soap looks like. That's who he is. And then I think the second half, they're like, yeah, now you're gonna play as soap again. And it's kind of for reasons. For reasons. <laughs> I don't want to say on here, but for reasons. <laughs> I don't want to spoil too yet. Um, can I take a quick side tangent related to this sure. that it kept pulling me out? Man. Griggs is in the in the last like third of the game. Most of it is joint operations between the you know British forces yes. and the American forces. Pretty cool, and that's where they really introduce Griggs. And Griggs is only in it for like the last third of the game, and they kind of give him the cool guy character. You know, he has the cool lines. Man, his lines were so lame. Um, <laughs> after Asmara's son shoots himself on a rooftop after a chase, and there's this dramatic. Oh, we almost had him. He's killed himself. It does a dramatic slowdown moment. And then he goes, man, damn, kids got issues. Daddy issues. <laughs> and you're like, what? Riggs, no, not right now. Damn. 2007. I know. They had Again, cool- it's like when you go back and look at like all these games and like it doesn't always hit me because I especially when you play, like you know, certain Nintendo stuff, you're not going to see it. But like when you play something like this, you see things that are very much that era that now, you know, 13 years later, we're or more than 15 years later. We're not OK with that anymore. And that's kind of feels like one of those things where it's like the guy commits suicide because he doesn't want to be tortured, which is what was would happen. I don't care what they like. Oh, government. No, they were, they were going to torture the hell out of this guy. They were going to get information out of him. And it was not going to be a pleasant experience. Even if you follow Geneva, I think it's Geneva, or even, you know, even if they follow the Cold War and they just arrest him and put him in a room, it ain't going to be a pleasant experience. So it makes sense why he shot himself. But like to have that dumb line just kind of feel like you're you're putting mental you know you're because he's a villain so you're i just i didn't like i can't really like <laughs> hey, even, even when it's not that dramatic he has another line and it's the loading slash cutscene right before the not the epilogue but the final mission called game over where they're like oh we saved the world and they're like let's go get asmarov though and they're like he's like hey we get back to america drinks on me and they're like hey we're stopping him. and it was just it was so cheesy and lame and i think it's supposed to be like the cool cool guys having a moment after they've saved the world but it's like god this just has aged like milk y'all sound <laughs> lame as hell mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've never, I'm not a soldier, but I feel like when you are in war, like, yes, you're, you, I mean, I know you have comradeship and things, but I don't know. I just feel like something like this would have hit, would hit you more. But again, it's a game, you know, it's a game and it's meant to that whole testosterone thing. And it is 2007 for the 10th time I said that, but <laughs> I think like, that's what I felt like it was going for so much. And it, it hits it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, some of the, the dialogue here is just cringy now and it, but, and it just, I, I played this. With some sound, because I needed to hear when people were trying to kill me. Yeah, I mean, I play with headphones most of the time. They just, like, is I don't know. Like, I just I just keep thinking about, like, all those missions. And, like, they just felt cool. Like, when you were, you're right. When you have four, you know, four or five soldiers and you're doing this. Like, you have a thing where it's like, oh, we have to climb back up this hill. And, defend like, over basically an overwhelming force. And you set up charges. And, you know, you do all this. You get to the point, And then they're like, oh, that LZ's too hot. You got to go back down the hill. 
And you're like, what? And it, it's a really like cool guy moment. And I think they really captured that really well with the all that's, the Brits. That's a good mission when you're because mm-hmm. with the SAS you have a few different like it. It starts off where you have that one mission where you go to rescue Nikolai, the guy that was their operative, and then I think he get I think you get shot down after you get him. And you have to escape yes. again. Mm-hmm. Because, but it makes sense. I mean, all the stuff. And then they have the mission that you're talking about where you, they after Al-Sassad blows up that whole city, you're then sent to go get him. And they and he's in this, he's in Russia somewhere and you get dropped off in this. And you go through this whole town. You have to check each building to find out where he is because he's only in one building. But the game makes you go to every single building and fight your way around, which is pretty good. And you're at night and it's well done. I, I like it. And then you and then like you were saying before, you have to go up this hill and then that's where you finally like they interrogate El Sassad and I forget why did they shoot him or he shoots himself. They get the information. So essentially there's the two parts. There's the mission right before where you have to go up and down the hill where you find him and then you start, you know, torturing him and he does not give him any info. And then his cell phone rings and the antagonist of the game is calling him and he, uh Price that picks it up. Funny. Yeah, he picks it up. He doesn't say anything. He goes, oh, okay. Hangs up the phone and then shoots him. He goes, all right, I know who it is. And then the next mission, that's when you're like, oh, we need to be evac'd out. And they're like, okay, well, we have an army kind of heading at you guys, so you're going to have to figure something out. And then well, that's up and down the hill. I, I have to admit, the backstory part is my favorite pool game. Whenever you're playing as Price and you're with uh, your captain and you have to, you're doing the whole, uh, what is it called? The sneaking suit. Gillied up. The gillied up. Yeah. that's the. I think that's the best part of the whole game. It is. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked it as a concept. And I think, again, my like, I think everything I like about this game, the only things that drive me nuts is just how the gameplay design was. Because, man, I had a fun instance. I was in that. And there's the part where basically, you know, he's like, oh, get down. And then basically like tanks and dudes are rolling past you. And he's like, don't move. Move if you have to, but just get out of the way. Just by chance, I was right on top of him. So I was literally phased into him because the models you can clip through each other. As you're, and so I'm literally exactly where he is. And I'm like, OK. Well, I should be safe. And then, nope, I got caught. And I was like, that's all right, game. I get why this happened, but it's stupid. And I'm angry about it. I had to, t- I had to take a break because I was just like, he wouldn't have been caught. Why did I get caught? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I died in that moment, like at least three or four times. I'm like, because the game tells you to like, don't move. You have to. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to move like inch by inch just in case. <laughs> There's, are you talking about the part when the whole convoy goes over you? Yes. Yeah. He, what I do is I run to the trees on the left side and I hide down by the tree and just wait. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did on my second time. But the first time I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. And I feel like, again, in terms of like game design, a lot of the stealth is hit or miss. And I think that's why maybe in later games, to my memory, I think they did less stealth. Or if they, they did, do. it was like, here's a whole mission. I think in this one, they did a lot more like a little bit of stealth action, a little bit of stealth in certain missions. And I, I think it just doesn't work as well. Because there's many times where it's like, oh, I'm being stealthy, right? And they're like, oh, no, they've caught us. And I die. And I'm like, I don't get, okay, sure, let me do it again. <laughs> but this is probably the most famous mission from this game, is what everybody remembers, too. Because even a friend of mine, Bill Tucker, friend of the show, was commenting. He's like, is that the one with the, the sneaky mission? I'm like, and then it took me a second to realize what he meant, because this is the mission takes place 15 years earlier, which I don't think we said yet, where you or where Price didn't was hired to do an or not hired, but sent out to do an assassination. And that's what they really they talk about. But it's just, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. Like, it's a it's a sneaky mission and it's kind of cool, but it's very, very scripted, too, which is fine. But yeah, that part is really stupid with the convoy. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. I, there's the other part though, like oh, that was like there's so many strong elements of this mission that it made the elements that were annoying. I didn't even care. Like the next part where you know, because you're following, because your Captain Price is the cool character this whole game, except <laughs> for this mission. Now he's a noob, and then you get a guy who's even cooler than Price, 
And he's like, all right, stay behind me. Because there's another just convoy of people. And you're like, we're going to run through them. And you're like, what? He's like, go. And you guys just start running. And you're right. <laughs> he's like, stay on me. And you're just, he does it perfectly. He's able to run through this entire convoy without even being spotted. And you're like, oh, he's so cool. That part is pretty cool. And it, it's like very like heart pounding. At least now I was like having a lot of fun with it. I was like, this is so cool rolling mm-hmm. around in the dirt. It also made, this level made me hate dogs more than anything. Yeah. In this game. I, I didn't know what you were talking about when you said that. And I, it's one of the, I see people who like used to work in like game testing and things like that. You're telling me out of how many people that work at this game studio, nobody ever thought and went, man, maybe we shouldn't have the dogs be a one hit kill and rely off of a quick time event. 2007 quick time events were a big thing at this time. Yeah. I guess. And the dogs were something new in this call of duty that, I mean, in world of war, one of the perks you get when in multiplayer was you get to summon dog to kill people. Mm-hmm. They don't do that in multiplayer, though. It is they're just damage you. I think it's two dog hits and you die, basically. Just as a, a heads up, I don't want anyone to get that idea. Because okay, I, I played World of War in a long time. I just remember people so many dogs on me and pissing me off. Yeah, because World of War, they only have three kill streaks. I think yeah, this game, it was still a time where there was only like you have a. I think it was a three, which is UAV. It yeah, it was. You had three for UAV, five for like an airstrike, and seven was a chopper. And then World of War was dogs. But the dogs. Uh, but yeah, it was never a quick time event multiplayer. But yeah, no, it's this. I, I also love. Did you guys ever do the quick time event where you're early on the dogs? No. If, if you hit it early, it's the goofiest looking thing. Because basically, when you do the quick time event, which is also this is very brutal, honestly. And I, I don't know. I feel the thing about now. Uh, the dog goes to bite your neck. You're on the ground. You grab it by the head and snap its neck. That's the normal. But if you do it early, you just crisscross your arms in front and the dog gets you anyway. But it's very silly to see your hands go whoop and you're just like, uh oh. I only did it once, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what that looks like. OK, <laughs> there's a there's a funny scene in in this in this level, though, with the dogs where the guy's like, don't we don't want to upset the dog. And I'm like, I'm going to shoot the dog because I didn't want it to come after me. Well, when you shoot the dog, it, it cries when it dies. And then all of a sudden, like 10 dogs from rushing out and kill you. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm like, you know, self, don't ever do that again. So I don't there was a so there's this mission is kind of broken with two missions. The one is getting to the sniping spot. It's all really cool, very stealthy. The second mission, which is still in the same time period and is immediately following it, is you do the assassination. My two thoughts, one, it goes back to the dogs. The first one was I was really annoyed by the dialogue in that because the lines your you know, superior says in order is the call is yours of when to take the shot. A lot of pause because, again, you're just waiting for like you have to adjust for wins. So you're kind of waiting. He's like, take the shot. You think it's good. But he says the call is yours. And then a few minutes later, wait for my mark. And I was waiting for his mark. So I'm sitting there waiting. And then he goes, it's now or never. And I was like, what? I was waiting for you. And then I shot and I got him. I was like, that was not clear dialogue game. I don't know what was going on there. Oh, I. I don't know if we mentioned this takes place in Pripyat, the same place where Chernobyl went off. You're in the you're in the ruins of that city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's... It, it has it has a bunch of uh, interesting dialogue where you go to the buildings. It's like that's why this whole place is empty, because it used to have like well over a million people or something. Not that many. 200,000. 200,000. That's a 200,000 people used to live here. Now it's a ghost town. The thing that is funny when I was playing this, like because one, I have played since this show, I have played Stalker. In Stalker, Call of Pripyat, or not Call of Pripyat, Stalker, God, what the hell is that? Shadowless Normal and Clear Sky. Good episode, check those out. And, like, I was like, oh, there's no relics in here. There's no, like, it's just had a different mindset to me when I'm in this place now, because in Stalker you fight monsters and things. So, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. So it was a funny aspect of playing this. And also, I was really thinking, you know, especially with current war situations with, I think there was, I remember somebody at work talking about on that, like, Russia, we're going to get in 2022 now, where Russia was near near this area again. Like, they were worried people were going to bomb it and hit Chernobyl? Yeah, it's been a constant thing. It still is, actually, because basically there were having recovery efforts there to basically contain and, you know, de-escalate nuclear 
you know, uh, runoff and stuff. And it's still an issue because people have been basically trapped there working on it because Russia is basically, you know, has better control of that area. And so they aren't letting anyone leave because it's like, oh, we can't just stop this because if we do bad stuff. So, yeah, just keep working. We're just going to keep you here. It's a very like that's such it's just there's so many elements of this game that in today, literally today, it's like, wow, this is a very tone yeah. different thing right now. And it's like, ee. and I think in this scene, when you go to snipe him, you can see the power plant in the background. Oh, wow. I'm pretty I sure because I'm watching that. it right now in a YouTube video. And I, I know a decent amount about Chernobyl in general because I study stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty sure that's the power plant wow. in the background. I didn't it, even notice that. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure because the thing about in real life now, the thing about the power plant is they when when they when it, when Chernobyl happened, they put some stuff over it. But over time, the the dome was starting to collapse. And what they did in the last five years or so, they they rebuilt a giant coffin to put over it to oh, help God. keep to keep it from happening. It was like a joint effort between like five or six, a bunch of different countries that put money in to build this giant dome and they then had to move over the power plant to cover it up did, because uh, it wasn't, it was a half-assed job when they did it back in the day. Well, it was also back then. A lot of stuff doesn't hold together, but did either of y'all watch the TV show that came out like 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah, God, it's not that long. It's, it's that long ago, right? No, it, it's last, I would say three years. Okay, yeah. I know it wasn't that long ago, but then again, my memory is atrocious. I heard that was really good too. 2019. Yeah, but- 2019. Okay. So you're right. I, yeah, that was 10 years ago, you know, before COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah COVID. No, ten, I blame COVID. Ten, I came out right before COVID. 10 years in our hearts and brains. But the thought I was going to have look at the dogs, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, this was a weird, very confusing thing, because basically they're wild dogs in this mission. That's as you encountered. You, at the, this mission ends with a final stand, and you're like, okay, we well, have to put me down, and we're going to have to snipe. And as I'm sniping these dudes in the distance, because at this point I'd already lowered the difficulty, so I wasn't, I was just pretty bored. Like for me, it was pretty easy. So I was just kind of hanging, compared to veteran anyway. So I'm sniping, and I see a dog come out and start attacking a guy who's in cover. And I'm like, wait, is that their own dogs? What's going? And then I saw like two more dogs, and I was like, oh, those are stray dogs attacking them. And then it stopped, and then the next wave of guys came out and murdered the dogs. And I was like, that kind of- I I don't remember that at all. That's interesting. Okay, I just I thought that was a neat, very small detail. That I was like, that's neat. That kind of brought that back in this like epic moment in the distance. That's just very easy to miss. I don't remember that at all. I don't either. And a thing we should talk about with the second half of the mission or the, the gillied up. Like one, you have to escape when everybody's after you after you commit this assassination. And like it is hard. Like I got it took even on recruit. It took me a couple tries to get the hang of what I was doing because I had to drop my sniper rifle and get something better fight with yeah i also think i think the mm -hmm. game design of picking this dude up and setting him down was not in the end it's fine but everything up to i'm like this is really annoying it's yeah because like you you you're trying to sneak around you have a time limit you have to drop him Mm -hmm. shoot people and then pick him back up and it's it's annoying and when you're holding him you can't shoot at all to be no and he can't shoot either yeah probably probably one of the weirdest like escort missions i ever played it wasn't bad but it was really different I, and it, I didn't I just like there was a specific one moment where you're in a building and he's like, oh, you need to clear out a building. He doesn't say that at all. So you go in a building. There's a dog. I shot the dog. I said, I shot the dog. And I'm like, oh, I should probably check the other rooms. There's like two or three other guys. Kill those guys. I go to pick him up and he has the line where he says, uh, wait, make sure the rooms are clear first. He like, always oh. says that. And I'm like, no oh, I what. guess the rooms aren't clear. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I guess the rooms are clear. Set them back down. Go explore again. And there's a timer going and there's no one around. I'm like, what am I? It's a, I don't know. I feel like a lot of their dialogue cues in this were either off or just not helpful in ways that they were trying to be. And it's just that's the only complaint I have of this from a game design. I what, think like what did y'all play on like wise? Oh, I play uh, on PC. Yeah. A, a P- PC emulator. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Steam. A Steam. I bought this yeah. on Steam at some point on sale. Yeah, I bought this on Steam for like 20 bucks just recently. Yeah, I was asking because. 
that's really weird because I actually had a moment. I have the same moment, but I actually had it to where he's like, I went to go pick him up. He's like, oh, don't pick me up yet. Make sure the rooms are cleared. And I actually missed a guy and I shot him. And I heard him in the other room go, oh, everything's good. Let's get the hell out of here. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. That's cool. See, yeah, I never I, got that second line. I died multiple times on this part and I never got him to say it's clear. Yeah, see, that's it's I felt like as a game design, that was really an interesting element, but I don't think I know there's some other missions that do this. I just don't think it was ever executed as well, or it could be. But because it's kind of a scripted thing, like, yeah. for example, there was a mission where I'd finished and I was at the end and I'm wandering around and there's no like it's just like clear out the area. And I'm walking around for like it was like a minute and my guys are just sitting in a corner and I'm like, what is going on? I can't find anyone. And then suddenly in the distance, one of them shoots somebody and then they go, all right, it's all clear. And they start moving. And I'm like, why did it take me a minute to find this dude? Like, and it was just it's stuff like that. I'm like, the scripting and dialogue can be weird. Mm-hmm. And then like the last part of the snipe mission is kind of cool. Like you were talking about where you, you go to a Ferris wheel, you drop him down and you're supposed to like snipe this oncoming force while you're waiting for the helicopter to get to you. That was kind of cool. Yeah. A little bit before that. you So did y'all came across the pool with the dogs, right? Yes. Did y'all no. try? Did y'all try no. to shoot any of them? No. So I threw a grenade. And <laughs> no, you're not gonna believe what happened. And I swear, I should wish I had recorded it because it's really weird. So I was like, there's a bunch of dogs, and I'm like, I'm gonna fuck this up somehow. I'm gonna throw a grenade. I threw the grenade. They didn't attack me. They ran off in the distance, and I was like, where are they going? And I saw them attacking a bunch of guys in the distance. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that saves me like an hour then. And I just picked the guy up and walked past all the dead bodies and the dogs because they kill each other. Yeah, see, that's that kind of wow. All right. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I, I when I see dogs, I avoid them because I'm like, I don't I hated dogs in this game. So I wouldn't touch them. <laughs> yeah, but the dogs in this game are awful. I'll, I'll give you that. They're I, hard. Yeah, I also in terms of like we're gonna go like setup stuff. For one, I was surprised this game had 2K support and 144 frames per second, which I was like, wow, that's really cool, especially a game from this time. But oh boy, I was real spicy because I was trying to get a controller set up. I couldn't get it, so I was like, whatever. But man, the thought process back in the day of going, all right, we gotta make the menu. We have an options button and then a controls button. The controls <laughs> is not an options, and I kept making me mad because I'm like, wait, where are the controls again? And I'd be like, oh, it's in that menu. God, and it made me so frustrated. That just, is weird. Yeah, I think it's just, just being the just, same. Controls should be under option. Nowadays, I think things standardize over time. But back then, it was funny that, I don't know, when they were coming up with a menu design, they're like, I don't know, put controls, not in options. I'm like, that's a choice, y'all. <laughs> I feel like it was just a different, maybe it's just a different time where you weren't always able to customize controls for games where you can now mostly of the t- most of the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. that was part of it, too. Uh, I, I should have played this with a controller. Like I like playing for person shooters with P- on PC with mouse and keyboard, but it was hard at times in this game. Like to crouch was I think control to run was shift yeah. or no crouch was C prone was control. Like I had a, and I would have a hard time hitting these buttons. And I'm like, this isn't, yep. I didn't, I, I remember on controller being real simple and it like this game felt like it was made more for controller than it did on PC. No, a hundred percent. I believe in controllers. Just, you hit B and then you hold B if you want to prone. And yeah, fun fact. Uh, I don't know how much you tried setting up a controller for this. I tried for about 30 minutes. You really can't. Oh, unfortunately it's yeah, it doesn't have a native support. And I was trying to use basically steam functions to like auto map using maps people have made, but it was never great. And the sensitivity you can't control because it's based on yeah. mouse sensitivity. It's yeah. So I gave up after like 30 minutes. I was like, well, and then I played the whole game on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. I think just back then games were being made more for consoles and then, or it was either games were being made for PC and then almost never brought to console or games were being made for console and then occasionally be brought to PC. So things like controller support, they're like, I don't know. It's a mouse keyboard. It's a shooter. It'll be fine. Forget controls. <laughs> oh, and the whole like, and after you find out, it's that one guy who killed. We were talking about where you get the and you get and you get the mission. Like we talked a little bit about how you go and you have to go find the guy's son. Like that's the, the whole reason you're trying to find his son because he's the only person that would know like how to contact him. 
And then after the guy shoots himself, like they have no leads, and all of a sudden they find out that a nuke is going off or something like that. I think, right? Is that where the story yeah. goes next? Captain Price has a dialogue, and he says, "They're like, oh no, how are we going to find him now?" And Captain Price is like, "Don't worry, he he won't wait for this." And then that's actually, the, I think, the only loading screen that has that gives the antagonist a voice because then yeah. it's the antagonist monologuing about how like, oh, the West has ruined our life, and I'm going to get revenge, and they've spilled my blood, i.e., his son's blood, okay. on our land. And then that's when I think in the loading screen, the nukes are getting ready to launch. Maybe they don't launch yet, but they're like getting ready to. And it's like, oh, we know they have nukes. We got to get to the control center. And then they launch them before you get there. Okay, this is when you have one another joint operation mission where you go to a the mm-hmm. nuke, you go to a, a launch pad and you see the nuke coming out. And then you guys are rushing to get there to get the control center to stop. Yeah, well, command is getting the cancel codes. So yeah, that's, that's funny though. Like it's like they're like we're still waiting on the codes. We're still waiting on the codes. Yeah, they keep the bad good news. Yeah, we're good. Things are going well. Bad news. Still don't have the codes, but just keep going. We'll get them. It's. I mean, honestly, I think the last three missions of this game are pretty solid in terms of you know because it's the epilogue or it's the you know the final climax. And so I think I think honestly it's really fun. And of course, I mean that's the small details of like oh now they're joint operations and when they do it in the loading screen, it's this dramatic boom and they put them together and you're like oh. And so I think they did a really good job of hyping up the end of this game i enjoyed this part like i enjoyed rushing through the base and trying to take it you know get there and i mean i died more than i liked but that's because i had to play more stuff i had to play more the different way but it was it was cool like i I really enjoyed this part and it makes sense we uh we skipped my favorite part sure what oh no i'm I'm kidding but we skipped my least favorite part i could i could (laughs) not see in that goddamn airplane mission airplane mission the one where you're, it's a turret and you have to. Oh, like, yes, we should talk about that. I Am I getting old or something? Because I couldn't see shit. Wait, are you guys talking about. You're talking about the one where you you're you have price in your team is trying to run somewhere and you have, you're in charge of a gunship and it, it's it's a oh, black and white screen. AC 130. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think like I was I am on a I don't know what is this a third. 16 inch monitor 2k i was still like the colors also there's a part where they steal civilian vehicles and the <laughs> civilians are running off and the way they identify your teammates versus your, the enemies is the teammates are blinking little white lights and the enemies are just white lights and the but the farmers don't get a blinking white light so there's just dudes running through the field and i'm like oh that must be a shoot the largest 150 you know biggest explosion and then he <laughs> blows up and it's like oh you failed that was civilian i'm like maybe that would have been cool game no it was not visually <laughs> easy to tell and i think back then can you imagine like being on you know not hdmi even on like you know 810 whatever 720p on like a tube tv you you'd be doomed you that much would be hell yeah oh (laughs) and the thing you brought up a good point that i want to mention now is like and at this time you would have had a lot of people who still had tube tvs in 2007 Mm -hmm. because in 2009 i worked at target in electronics in 2008 and i was selling tvs and like they were not I mean, LCD TVs were expensive at this time. Mm-hmm. Like, even a 32-inch probably would have been, like, 500 bucks or something at the time. Somewhere around there, they weren't cheap. And, like, I remember I didn't, I just had two TVs at this time because I didn't have money because I was, you know, early, 20, early 20s and poor. And, like, I mean, I remember playing a lot of these games on a tube TV. Like, it, and it was hard. It's like Dead Rising for, is a good example of how Dead terrible that, that game is it's... to see the text. Like, it is impossible to see it on a tube TV. And this is the era when we started getting into HD gaming, but... The TVs weren't there yet. You were still selling two TVs, too. And they were yeah. terrible. Dead Rising is the game I probably most intimately know out of any other game in the world, thankfully, because I've probably put over like 300, 400 hours into it. And it's not a very <laughs> complex game. But I yeah, no I'm contacting than when I play it. Oh, please. Oh, anyway, sorry. We can talk about that later. That gets me so excited. <laughs> but when I was a kid playing Dead Rising, yeah, 
I, I mean, A, I was young, and B, I literally couldn't read the text, so I didn't know what was going on, which is funny. You go to a place, it's like, oh, it's a clown. That's crazy. I'm like, okay, it's a crazy clown. The day I got HDMI and I could read everything, I was like, I already knew what was coming. Now I know why it's coming. And there's a there's like a mission where you have to save people. You have to rescue people by holding a book that allows you to translate Japanese. And if you don't have context, you have no idea what to do. So then you bring back to this game and like, thank God they didn't do anything like that. Like it was very just like, but even this was still just rough with a night. Oh gosh, I can't imagine. It was hard to see. It wasn't just you, Joe. Like I, I had it, like I didn't have a hard time. I felt like most of the time because I just shot everybody. And I stayed away from wherever my team, I knew they were, and I just killed everyone, and it I, worked out fine. Probably but it seven, was hard to see. Seven audio cues being like, careful, you're new friendlies. And I'm like, I, I am? Time, yeah. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> no, plus, I, I did play this on PC, so I was sitting right next to my laptop. Yeah, I was very close to my monitor, and it was still a pain. I, again, can't imagine tube TV, I don't know, let's say like 10, 12 feet away. Oh, God. I don't miss tube TV. It's like, oh, recently... <laughs> Now we're out. Now we're on the tube TV. I had to move a tube TV for work. I had to go get rid of it. I'm like, fucking, this thing is heavy. Wow, you you could have sold that thing for millions, bro. <laughs> I know. I I mean, there was a part of me that thought about because my boss would be like, just get rid of this shit. I don't care what. Just get rid of it. And I was like, hmm, I there's, could take this and I could find somebody who wants it, but I'm like, I don't want to move it. There's one very sad, sweaty, a professional melee nerd who was crying because the tube TV is how you get like perfect frames mm-hmm. for. And it was a bigger. And, it was a bigger oh, tube TV stop. too. It wasn't a small one. You're torturing <laughs> this person. Sorry, it was fucking Smash heavy. Man. Like it took two of us to move this sucker, and I'm like, man, I hate, uh, that. I hate these old TVs now. The best. No, part of me thought about, it. part of me thought about taking it. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, I would never use it. I don't. I play retro, but I play retro on PC. I don't play retro on <laughs> consoles. I mean, we're we're kind of talking about this now. Like graphics wise, how do you think this game has aged versus like in general? I'm curious about that because I have some thoughts. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, the pre-rendered cutscenes were atrocious, but pretty much the whole gameplay looked fine to me, except like, you, like it's it's one of those day and old games where they, I don't know if the HD remake for this got like a full, oh, full on patch. No, it yeah. did. It, it's very pretty. I forgot. I was going to ask if we should play that one because I probably would have. Like, oh, I would have. Because like, I will say like, in terms of the graphics, I don't know, like, there was one, there's one or two times where they shove like Captain Price's face in your face and man, it's like, oh, I'm getting <laughs> haggard. I'm getting haggard PS1 vibes, but just a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> I forgot there was a remake of this, which came out free when you bought Infinite Warfare at first. Or no, not it came it with a pack. Like, yeah, it was a pack. Yeah, it was like the way to sell the other game was like, hey, you'll get to play this classic iconic one, but pretty for free. Actually, on Steam, they only have the old one. No, they have Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, but they don't. It's not called Call of Duty 4. It's just called Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's not confusing at all. We can also talk about name conventions for a hot minute, but I think we're good. <laughs> oh, God, I don't. I Oh, this anyway. is also the last Call of Duty with a number, like with a number like to go before that isn't like oh Call of oh. Duty Modern Warfare Two, Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Like this was just Call of Duty Four. Yeah. Like they don't. And again, that's a thing that really kind of comes on now. Like games don't really have numbers anymore as much. Wait. That's kind of went away. I mean, movies have really went away. Like example, like Thor, Thor Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder. Like movies have started to kind of go away because I think they felt like when it has a sequel number to it, people might not approach it because they didn't see the other one, where if you don't do that, people are more likely to maybe watch it or li- or play it. Yeah. So wait, I've been reading this wrong the whole fucking time. Reading what wrong? I've been reading this as Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4. It's not the other way around. It's not the other nope, way around. No, it is no. 100% Call of Duty 4. Set, colon, Modern Warfare. <laughs> Shit, okay. I thought this was Modern Warfare 4. <laughs> no, no, because then that, that's the funny thing. Then the next game that in this series, which is actually, you know, continuation, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. 
Oh, that's fucking confusing, man. And then exactly. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three. Then there's also Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and that's it. Which is the re- which is the re- the new one. In yeah, it's, it's kind of it's a reboot because it it does have characters and it's there. It's not the same. It's like it has price and other things, but it's in a different war universe, basically. Okay. It's oh, a, yeah. The whole mission, like when you this is a a deep cut, but like when you blow up the when you get down to the room where you have to stop the nukes and you put the codes in, all I could think of was Golden Eye Control. That's what it reminded me of. I know you don't really fight people that much, but I had all the computer banks around there. I'm like, this reminds me of Goldeneye. No, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got really old school vibes when like running down the hallways downstairs. Mm, yeah. I also kept yelling at myself whenever uh, the game goes, oh my God, it's a high D. Get a stinger missile. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, Metal Gear time. <laughs> well, speaking of Metal Gear, look at the last the last mission in this game, like right after you stopped the nukes, like we were talking about a little bit, we're like, okay, we stopped, we saved the world, and now we're going to go get that guy. And I'm just like, Griggs is alive. Like, should... I'd, I'd like a shot to go as, after Asmarov. And it's like, of course you would, Greg. Yeah, that's what we're about to go do. God, you're not cool. <laughs> you think it'd be more of a, like, a, it doesn't even seem that plan. You just jump in random Jeep and just start chasing after this guy. Why other Jeeps and trucks are coming after you. Yeah, it's not because they're basically, I think they're there, like the loading screen. I don't think it makes it clear enough, but like basically you're there and you're, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. We got a visual on him. He's leaving now. And they're like, hey, let's go. And so then, yeah, it's kind of like sudden. And then, and again, like, it's, a, it's not a good idea. No, but they do, but you're the hero. So you got to do, I mean, have you, Spec Ops The Line, is that what it's called? You ever played that one? That's, that's a, a good damn game. Yes. yes that, cool it's, game. it's kind of that moment of like, we're going in. We're the good guys and we're going to stop them here and now. And it's like, that's really? Like, all right, I guess. I mean, this and is then, very anti, because from what I know about, I'm not in the military. I never joined the military. But from what I know about military, it's very much about following orders. And like, you wouldn't just go, you know, AWOL like this and go after a guy without orders to do it, without a, you know, military operation. You, they would call it like, okay, we'll get him later. As far as I understand, though, there's the element of like, oh, well, they're the British special forces, so they get to operate. You know, stereotypically in terms of media, I don't know, I don't think it's actually that accurate. Maybe, but it's like you they know, get to operate. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, MI6 does not have a guy <laughs> that goes around and drinks martinis and assassinates. Around <laughs> what? Sure. Oh, that's it. I quit. I'm going home. My I mean, I know it lie. is kind of based off of a guy in real life in World War II, but it wasn't like that. <laughs> no, yeah, but like, yeah, and then I think. Honestly, you want to talk about game tropes at this time, a car chase, shooting from a vehicle, what's moving, that's another one, Resident Evil 5, Gears of War, every game back then was like, oh, we got a scene where you're in a moving car, and especially, like, sometimes it'd be a play, but it's always, like, a moving ground vehicle, and you're shooting at dudes and blowing up cars, Call of Juarez, like, you can name it from this time, like, yeah, they have, a, they have a moving vehicle shooting fist, and, like, it was fine as a finale, like, I don't know, I felt like, I feel like, honestly, out of this whole arc of these, like, last three or four missions, that part, like, I feel like they want to feel real badass. I was like, I just, yeah. okay, this is the end, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and then I didn't understand completely what happened. Something, like, something blows up and you guys all get knocked out and a couple of your, and Griggs gets shot in the face and some of your team and, dies. And, and most Tad, of your team dies. Yeah, most, yeah, so basically you're on the bridge uh, and you cut them off. You somehow get in front of them, Emperor New Groove style. I don't know how we got here, but we did, okay. So you're on the bridge and you're holding the line and then it's you and your small team, you know, like, I don't know, it's only like six people roughly. And you're like, try, you're fighting him off, waiting for him to catch up so you can kill him. And then, yeah, like an airstrike comes and it blows and then you're all unconscious and then it ends with Asmarov walking up. He shoots, his name is Taz. Taz was a character who's here like the whole game and then he just, boom, pops him, he's gone. He kills and then, Gaz uh, too. Gaz, Gaz, that's it, sorry, not Taz. He, was my he favorite. shoots the people right in the face. Yeah, I really thought, like, because I knew Price lived and, you know, Soap lived. I was like, oh, dear, they're going to kill Gaz? Wow, they killed Gaz. And then you get drugged by Griggs. And I was like, oh, 
okay, Griggs doesn't die, right? And then they just blast Griggs, and I was like, damn, they killed Griggs too? And then as he's kind of walking your way, the Russians show up, the rear Russian allies, and they blow him up, or they blow up the helicopter in the background. Yes. Then you turn, and you look over at Price, he slides to the pistol, and you get the cool guy finishing shot. <laughs> and then you're rescued. It wasn't as cool as I remember it. No, I was like, this is really no. depressing. It's, it's really depressing that you get the pistol, you shoot, you shoot Asmarov, you shoot the two guys with him in like slow motion, and then I looked right over at Price, and this is during the scene because I like because I remember when I played this game, I'm like, oh, Price is dead, and then when I played more in the series, I'm like, wait a second, something, you know. So I double checked in the scene, and you see the guy giving him CPR and pumping his chest, trying to save him. But that's I'm okay. It. But also, and something we haven't talked, I mean, this is the thing that falls us there, is the epilogue mission. That's definitely Price's voice as one of the guys. So that kind of, as the epilogue is like, oh, Price did live. And it doesn't say his name anywhere. I think it just says, you know, you have like code names. But I like, took it as a different mission, not a continuation of this game. I think it's, I thought it was called epilogue, though. It is called epilogue, but that's how I took it, because it doesn't have names. It doesn't have, the epilogue is just a mission that you pick after you beat the game. You can pick this mission that unlocks, and you you're, you're just on a plane. You're on a plane, and you have to go in and rescue a VIP, and just it's miserable. <laughs> oh, did you guys watch the video I posted in Skype I before did. we started? Yeah, that was you want to talk about miserable? Oh man, that was because that was one of the achievements. So if you were in achievement horrorbang dates, oh well, you have to do this you have to do this mission in 40 seconds and basically people found like a route of like you got a flash in this room then go to this area shoot these guys don't go around this corner before you do this flash and it was very it was it was surgical and it was the only way to do it and it's like if you try to do anything else you probably could but it would be a nightmare you'd have to find your own path so like but yeah i don't know i was that's what i thought was kind of like it makes it unclear if he's alive and then you get this and it's like oh we're alive and we're all badass and then I, there's some line in there that's like see on the next one it's very quick very vague and i was like oh okay so they're kind of i think I, by this point when they were writing it they're like yeah well maybe we'll make another one i don't know let's leave it open i, I still thought he was dead for sure and i just i took this as like because this mission is i mean like on, on other on lower difficulty you have more time but mm -hmm. i i did not like this mission joe did you find this mission what mission uh mile high club yeah it, it, you get it right after the credits okay i'm what is it? I know one thing that I saw, which is if you play on easy, you can find the bomb. And if you click on the, there's an option to click on the bomb, but it says there's no time. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and also the, cause every time you die in this game, which I've died at least a couple times in this, even though I was playing on easy, cause this game gets bullshit. I've died it grenades. Oh yeah, it no, does. it does. I died grenades like at least most of the time to this game because it would literally be, I couldn't see the indicator and then the indicator would pull up, pull up like a last second and be like, Oh, you got blown up by a grenade. Good job, idiot. Oh, yeah, don't even talk about cars. Grenade near a car, you're done. Don't even, yeah. don't even mm -hmm. try to move. But the veteran word, what is it? Hold on, let me pull it up. It's like, if you shoot the hostage instead of the guy, it goes, veterans you... don't shoot people in the head. Good job. And then you start again. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the big moment. Because that's the theoretically the easiest part. So, yeah, the stress and anxiety of that moment of you finally, because it, it would take, you know, probably me back then, because I did this, it probably took hundreds of tries to get to that point. And then in all the guys, it's like, do not miss. You will have to do it again. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, by that point, you're probably just shaking. The controller's covered in sweat. So it was kind of fun to see it. And I really wanted to try it on veteran and see if I could even get close. But I, as I said, I turned the difficulty down before. 
for too long, but I may hard. want to go back. Oh, I, yeah, it's stupid I remember hard. trying this on Veteran. I could never do it. My buddy got all the achievements in this game. Because one thing about this game that we haven't mentioned yet is all the achievements were single-player achievements. Oh, I forgot about that. There oh, weren't any. They were all, like, beat the game on Veteran, kill three people with a knife in, like, X amount of seconds. Like, there was a bunch of little things like that, which is, this is kind of, like, the, the tip of where that started to change because World at War, and I want to say probably everything after that, had multiplayer yeah. achievements. This was yeah. a point when it didn't, and that's something to really, you know, kind of talk about. I'm sad we didn't get to, I didn't get to boot the multiplayer because I know us even in Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> and World at War, they had in-game achievements where it's like if you want to unlock a new call tag, you know, do this. And I think even this game had that. So I it kind of I'm it kind of makes sense that this they made this that game, in both layers as after this. It doesn't have as many like from when I was, I was watching a video before we did this where the guy was talking about the multiplayer wasn't as complicated as what they get later on. Mm. Like in this game, you can pick up different enemies' weapons. I don't, but they and some of them will have different attachments, but it doesn't get as crazy as it gets no. in two and three. No, yeah, it I gets, mean even yeah, it's basically a boiled down version of every modern Call of Duty, which is. In a way, kind of nice. You don't have to worry about setting up your kill streaks. Um, I think there was class customization, but again, it'd be like a gun has a few attachments, not like 20, and you can put on three different ones. Then you get a perk that does this. There were perks. I think this is the game that had martyrdom. Yes. I think, or yeah, and so people hated that. That was like the new perk. Everyone complained about that back in the day. This is miserable. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's it is annoying, but yeah, in terms of like the multiplayer element, I definitely played it a little bit, not as much as two, but it it's just very simple and boiled down, and I think that's a nice experience compared to just how things are nowadays with like call of duty and even like halo like it's kind of nice to imagine just like hey you know go have some dumb fun essentially unlock a few things but you know world of war i remember you get to the big point because you unlock guns as you level up is like there's a oh yeah i know you're talking about the sniper once you get to like 50 it's like oh here's this badass sniper that will destroy things all the other snipers i think are bolt action they aren't guaranteed one shots but i think it's like a semi-automatic one shot like a 50 caliber essentially world war ii equivalent and it was like oh, okay you finally unlock this i think it's the last thing you unlock and it's like all right you want to prestige now it's like no i don't want to prestige i just got the death sniper you want me to then do there's it there's also and... a really good machine gun in world war world at war that everybody would use is just murder you too so the push the ppsh i remember that one a lot world at war is broken as hell even back then <laughs> it was broken like i remember my friends would not play anything but hardcore mode because they hated the vehicles in the game Hated when people get a tank. Yeah, I remember that. And that's not in. There were no vehicles in this multiplayer, so that's something to kind of like also kind of state. Like that was people loved this multiplayer for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I when I when I first booted this game up for the show last week, I was at a friend's house, and he's he's a gamer. He plays a lot of Call of Duty, I think, and stuff like that nature. And he's like, uh, he's like, I tried booting up Modern Warfare not that long ago. He's like, people were flying. Like I've turned it off right away. And I'm like. I don't even think Modern Warfare 2 had vehicles. I think they learned real fast that it that was the thing. Yeah, I think it was the thing. They were like, oh, messed that up. Don't do that Not on the multiplayer. next one. Yeah, in multiplayer, yeah. Because it uh, just doesn't, yeah, it doesn't go well. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's a multiplayer again. It's just another, I think that game is just, this game is how I describe it. It's, just, it's a perfect little time capsule of good and bad of this era. <laughs> right before a lot of things really changed for, you know, shooters and the game industry in terms of game design elements. Some things stuck around for a while. Quick time events probably only got worse for the, you know, I'd say next yeah, four for or five a little years. while, but but yeah. eventually it did go away. And I think this yeah, game is really events, that. I don't mind them per se, but they're not a thing like they once were. I mean, they really aren't. I mean, you don't see them in every game anymore. You don't, you know, I, I don't mind them when they're used correctly. <laughs> And you correctly, I mean, like, press F to pay respects. 
You remember, have you guys heard what game is that? Yes. That's a Call of Duty. I don't remember which one. It's, it's the one with uh the one with Kevin Spacey or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, because oh, you're God. you're missing your arm. That's that's the one I was talking about. In, in in the beginning, you're playing as I think you're playing either as your friend or you're playing as yourself. I want to say it might be yourself because you see your no no you're playing as your friend because you see yourself get killed. Mm-mm. Yeah, and it has the pre- press to have to pay respect. Yeah, you're t- that's, that's what you mean by good, like good uses of it, right? That's a perfect yeah. ten out of ten use. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I think this game, like the quick time events, were not excessive. Like they were fine, maybe a little annoying, but it wasn't that where you're like, what are we doing here anymore, game industry? What is this? But that was just a that's a thing in 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 the early 2000s. Like they, I mean, they were starting it with like. You know, call it with RE4 has God of War is a big oh, one with yeah. events, and then it it kind of goes, and then it becomes a real big thing in the in the early 360 era for a while, and then yeah. it goes away. Like now, yeah. you don't you don't see them. So yeah, and that's what I'm saying is I think this game didn't. It was just right at the precipice. Like they there were some quick time events, yeah, but not ridiculous quantity or ridiculous absurdity of what your quick time. I is. don't like quick time events when you're like hit X, hit B, hit Y, hit this, hit this. Like mm-hmm. give me like one or two buttons. I hit boom, C, not. Boom, 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 boom. Like, I don't, it yep. can't, when you start getting too many, that's when I have an issue with it. Have you guys ever seen the clips? I think it's Spider-Man 2 on, like, PS2 and GameCube. They have just an absurd number of quick time events. And if you ever fail any, there's a scene for it, and then it's a game over. And there are very comical ones where, like, there's one where Spider-Man does an epic jump before a bomb explodes and then just lands on the ground flat. And then the woman goes, it zooms in on the woman's face. He's trying and she goes, oh, no. And then the bomb explodes. Yeah, I've like, never played that game yet. I want to play it for that specific, like just those, because, God, they're so funny. But, yeah, no, I think this game just really is good. <laughs> like, there's parts that we keep talking about, and it's like, oh, that hasn't aged well. Mm-hmm. And for the time, I think it did a nice balancing act of having these game tropes, these things that were good or bad, even by today's standards, but also still being Call of Duty 4, not Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, not Call of Duty Infinite War. It was... <laughs> the last one in a named se- or a numbered series, I think. And it was a yeah. big, it was a big release too when it this was. came out. Like Game yeah. Informer had a whole, you know, spread of it and stuff, and it was on a cover. I remember it being a really big deal before it came out. Yeah, I didn't know anything about Call of Duty. Like this is the first Call of Duty game I ever actually played. Mm-hmm. It was mainly because my friends were pushing me to play it. It was definitely the first one I where I'm much more conscious and sentient. And all the other ones before, I probably played once or twice, but never like played through. I want uh, to someday. I want to play the original Call of Duty in two and three, but that's never happened yet. If only, if only the Call of Duty game still had a really good, well written storyline instead of just multiplayer. Yeah, and, I, and that's another element. I feel like I don't feel like you know even this game still had the as we talked. Wasn't about. that War, wasn't Warzone just straight up multiplayer only? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it has the elements of. The campaign pieces are multiplayer levels, but honestly, like they That's did fun. a good job of it. It wasn't there was maybe like the the TV station was one that felt kind of weird. And as you're running around, it's like it feels like there should be I should be using these other rooms and it's because it is a multiplayer level. It was one of the DLC ones. But like, I don't know. It's just like this game held up better than I thought it would in the end of the day. I was kind of had pretty low expectations, but I had fun. And there's things that have aged like mill. I think it's good. Yeah, I, I felt like I was blowing the dust off of like my grandpa's movie collection <laughs> and just being like, all right, let me just put the pop this in. And I'm just like, man, this really is a 2007 game. Yeah. And like if you can if you could go in with that mindset, I don't think it's bad. If you can't, if you have no context or even probably nostalgia for this, because this is at least nostalgia for me. It's probably it's probably harder to get through 100 percent, even with updated graphics. Or any last things you want to say about this before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? I'm pretty content with it. Okay. Good. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on some stuff when people bring up things. Uh, first comment I want to read from the I Watched the Entire Overblood Super Replay from Stephen McNeely. 
I remember my dad getting this for the 360 when I was like 15. It's the second COD I ever played, and I remember being absolutely blown away by the campaign and remember spending a ridiculous amount of time trying to beat that time in the training course just to get the achievement. Also, the first COD that I actually really get into the multiplayer with. Such wonderful, better time. <laughs> do, do either of you guys, like I, I have a, I'm, one of my best friends has a dad, and like he's a terrifying man, and he was in the military. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like sometimes when I go over, they have like an 80 inch TV. And he is in the living room on his 80-inch TV playing Call of Duty online with, like, no no HUD, no nothing. And he's, like, just dominating. And I'm like, that's the most terrifying man ever. <laughs> that's terrifying for, like, five different reasons. But yeah, because that means, well, I mean, when, different. when you're in a, I'm a, again, not a soldier, but I'm assuming in a real-life situation when you have to fight and you have to use your gun, you're aware of how many bullets you have. Yep. Like, all that becomes second nature, I'm assuming. Yeah. I I wanted to bring it up, but it felt a little gloaty. But I mean, now it's relevant. I did. I was able to beat Infinity Wars time for the training course in like nice. under ten minutes. I felt really proud. I was like, because I remember that being like a lot of this was under ten seconds. Not ten seconds. I beat oh. their time. I can't remember because I think there was an achievement for something even less. But they uh, they literally have in the like countdown IW best time, and I beat theirs in like ten minutes ish. And I was like, oh yeah, I feel cool. I can go back. Like, I don't know, this game was a lot easier on Veteran than I remember, but again, I did stop right before I think it was about to get really hard of, okay, run at enemies straight on, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'll die in, like, two <laughs> seconds, but that's why I was really, yeah. I, I was hard. Oh, yeah. I was, it was fun to do some of, like, the, the testing of, uh, essentially, the train, the uh, practice course and the, like, the Mile High Club. I was really excited, but sometime I'll, I'll do that. And this one from Wesley, this is a good one from Wesley Kennedy. I remember it being the game I traded in more than half of my GameCube games at, get, at GameStop to get. Then, like six months later, World of War came out, and most of my friends jumped to that game. I played through this game's campaign at least three or four times, including veteran getting the famous Mile High Club achievement. Shout out, Wesley. I love you. I was there with you when we were playing <laughs> this together, I remember. Um, and yeah, it's I've never been a person who trades out games, and I'm very happy for it because I think a lot of times now people are like, man, I really regret it, but like, that just that shows you how big this game was. It was like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't have income. You know, we were this. He was, I think, probably 16. I was like 14, you know, maybe a little younger. It's like, I don't have money. I need this game, though. I will trade in half of my catalog for two dollars for, you know, <laughs> Simpsons hit and run on GameCube to get this game. And it was it was just a force. And then it really, I think, launched into everything that came after with the series. And this one from Ian Bauer from. I remember getting this after getting home from Iraq and getting the full set of achievement points. I think Mile High Clinic took me a week. I think my online playing time clocked in around three weeks. This is going to be very interesting playing after that time. I, feel <laughs> yeah. like. I wish I could I, talk. I have talked to him before on the show. He's on Parasite Eve 2 episode, but <laughs> it's just like, it's so funny when you, like I said, I was so young when I played this, you know, I didn't have any of the context. And it's like, even as I was playing this now, I have modern context for things. But thinking back, it's like, I can't even imagine being, you know, just uh, an older, more aware person and living through the, you know, playing through this and having the feelings, you know, you had back then. It's interesting. And from Andrew Burns, never played much of it, but I remember reading G.I.'s original cover story and thinking it was going to change the world. Everything was World War II at the time, so this was a massive breath of fresh air for the genre and especially the franchise. That makes me something I want to say. Like, you you know, we have so much World War II game, we never really got Vietnam game. We had a couple that were bad, I remember that, like Viet Cong and stuff, but that was an era they thankfully stay away from. <laughs> they, a little bit black ops there were flashback missions and they yeah. kind of used it in a way that honestly i do not think was good back then i don't think it's good now to my memory Somebody yeah it was telling me i shouldn't play 
No, you on the show. No, you should, and you should highlight it because it was weird. Because then it goes and it has like characters who are having like who are black ops. You're a you know your your brain isn't right. You've been you've been programmed yeah. different. So you're imagining people who weren't there. It's like oh, we need to remember everything that happened, including Vietnam. And you're like ah, e ooh, hey, hold on now. <laughs> That'll be a thing, I'm sure, when you get there. I just I remember there being some, but it's like that's a that's an era that they don't touch on a lot, thankfully. <laughs> No, just maybe think about it. Like, and and he, and he is right. There weren't a lot of like this was a big deal to have modern warfare. Like it was a big deal to have because everything you know he's right. Everything was World War II at that time. And from Isaiah Bailey, I played it after Modern Warfare Two, so it never seemed all that fantastic to me because the sequel does everything it did and more. That is true. And from Brian Brown, I loved Call of Duty Four so much that progression system really set the groundwork for the way progression would work in shooters for years. I really wish that we could go back to a time where progression was closer to this and not tied to systems that were obviously trying to get me to spend more money. Also, single-player campaign was really cool. The nuke truly was one of those wild moments that I just remember people being like, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, yeah. and I get I, That's kind of what I've been hitting on. I was like, it was really cool and epic. And I was like, fuck, now we got to make a sequel. It's got to be bigger. And you're like, well, here we go. It is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, you never played Modern Warfare 2 or 3, right? Mm, not that I don't remember. Okay. I, I want to say I probably dabbled in maybe a couple of the Black Ops. And then, like I said, I don't I didn't play any of the ones where you were in space and all that. The, <laughs> only, the only two I very specifically remember playing, I don't even I didn't even beat the second one is Advanced Warfare with Kevin Spacey. And then the one after that where you have robot limbs. But that was pretty cool. But Infinite uh, Warfare. Yeah, Infinite that's, Warfare. That's a fun one from I remember. Yeah, but I never I don't think I ever beat it just because I didn't. I stopped caring and other stuff was coming out, too. OK, I mean, I played a few like I played a bunch at this time. Like I played Call of Duty Ghosts at one point. I remember that being kind of cool for some reason. Yeah, I think <laughs> I hung on till around then. I think Ghost was one of the first ones I just didn't play the campaign of. And I always love playing these campaigns. Like, I don't know why. Like, I, I was okay at multiplayer and it was fine. But it was just there's something about, like, knowing I beat the story and it was, you know, it was done. Because you beat on the hardest difficulty and you finish everything. It's like, well, there's nothing left to do <laughs> except maybe go back and get achievements. But so, like, I would always do that. And after a certain point, the series just as a story it was like, this, what are we doing here anymore? So I just fell off. And no. last one from this group from Devin Lulex. Easy. Little kids talking shit in the lobbies. <laughs> God, it's me and my friends, we, had a, we called them squeakers. That's not the word. And it's just because when they back then, the mic quality was so bad. So God forbid if your voice was anything but pleasant, it was. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, ow, that's loud. Ow. And it's squeaky. Please stop. <laughs> mute. Where's the mute? <laughs> All right, and I got one comment from official Laser Time community, so I'm going to read that from Mark Kelzer. I'll never forget the one time I was in Team Deathmatch. We were losing badly. I was cornered in the corner of a map, bleeding profusely in the upper level of an abandoned building. Somehow managed to take out one, then two enemies who clearly had me outgunned. Those two kills unlocked the airstrike for me. I quickly launched them, taking out half the enemy team, which in turn unlocked my helicopter. Those two kills in desperation allowed me to win the entire match. For my team, it was my proudest moment, and I doubt anyone on my team ever noticed, but I remember. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, kind of, you know, talk a little about how how the. I mean, I don't remember the kill streaks at all. I just know them from when I was reading or watching a video that talked about them because I I stayed away from multiplayer as much as I could because I don't like multiplayer games at all. Oh, yeah, and I think, I don't know, it's just always nice. I mean, that's, that's I think, the high that a lot of people chase when you play multiplayer. You have those moments. I still remember playing the Reach beta, and I got to play um, Juggernaut, and I was the Juggernaut, and I got all 15 kills, and no one stopped me. And it's funny, because they're all working against you. To try, and it was like this moment that lives in my brain forever, and it was like, I felt like such a badass. And it's, I think that's one of the great things. And I'm sure many people have memories with this game and Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2, the multiplayer blew up a lot. But I think this yeah. one 
There's just Modern a Warfare 2 is the, the one that had, I think, did it have night vision goggles if you bought the special edition, I think? I don't remember that. Part I don't know. I have the like... hardened edition next to me that I got dirt cheap, which is in like a big freaking steel case. You mean, you mean like real life night vision goggles? Yeah. That's, gave, yeah I'm that... pretty sure it gave real life. They weren't very good, but it gave you real life night vision goggles. Look. Yep. That is correct. They did They did do that. And oh boy, they look silly. Oh, yeah, God. It was Modern Warfare 2. Ooh, they're like 80 bucks, too. <laughs> it's funny. Even, I just. Uh... The the, I, modern, I, the the reboot of Modern Warfare, it also came with night vision goggles if you bought the dark edition. <laughs> uh, I know Modern Warfare 2, I bought multiple copies of this game for some... I, I think the first copy I bought was broke, or at some point... It, you know, my copy broke at some point. Mm. I don't know why, it just it just snapped, and it stopped working. I went, and, and I was all upset, and I remember when I re-bought it, and I have... That's why I have the hard edition, because it was cheap at the time. It's my random fact that I forgot about. All right. And I'm going to read a few questions from the Giant Bomb group. Uh, first one from David Dump. That game has some of the greatest moments ever in in gaming. Sandout, Death from Above, the sniper mission in Ukraine, up until the Ferris wheel, the ending on the bridge. Love that campaign. Okay. From Tim Hansen. The only time I ever played this game was when I went to the store with my mom. She did all the shopping and stuff while I was glued to the Xbox 360 display playing this game. Being 16 slash 17 was rad. <laughs> From Andrew Lean, loved all gillied up. That is still among one of the best single player missions in the series. All right, and from Alexander B, Modern Warfare changed online multiplayer gaming so much that people forget how influ- influential it was. The remastered campaign looks great. Yeah, yeah I, I would look re- at it all. Really like to play through it because I remember being excited when that was announced and was a thing. I was like, "Wow, I'd really like to see this game even prettier." <sighs> One day, I think I will, and just probably burn through it on a lower difficulty just to see it. And last comment to read from Greg Fairchild: Got it for Christmas the year it came out. Immediately played it for 15 hours straight. I've been chasing that high ever since the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Multiplayer <laughs> storyline. <laughs> this game's like I beat this game like six hours. Oh, it's probably. I mean, I'm sure it's multiplayer for most people at this time. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what people love about this game. I don't, but that's what people loved. And since I have forgotten, now we're going to we're going to give away a free steam code. Now we're at the end of the show. Almost Uh, here is a steam code for the load, the low road, whatever the hell that is. I don't know. It's from 2019. So I hope it still works from the code is L I nine nine M four K B W J H E L zero five zero. There is your code for the low road, whatever the hell that is. I still don't know. So, yeah, there you go. Somebody's a free Steam code, hopefully, and hopefully it still works. So many Steam codes, I realize. I'm just trying to get rid of them now. You gave some away a while back. Did you get more or what? Oh, I, I've had some of these for years. I've just been sitting on them. I went through my phone and found all the codes I have. Okay. <laughs> and I keep getting more because I keep buying bundles on Fanatical. So I keep getting codes of stuff I already have, and I just, I just keep giving away on the show. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just, I tried doing one try to like, like, oh, you sent me an email that you, you, you did this and you promote the show and I'll send, you know, and you'll put you in a drawing for a code and nobody did it. So I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just put them out in the show. It's a <laughs> 1970s adventure indie, uh, like story game. So it's like of okay. uh, spies in the 70s. Actually yeah, maybe. I mean, cool. hey, free is free. It's true. You know, and yeah. the chances are people are going to be more unlikely to actually want to stop it and pull their PC or whatever. So you have a good chance you might get. Yeah, if you'd be like a week from now, be like, I'm sure someone's already got it. I'm like, hey, you never know. Yeah, I had somebody try that once, and they were like, oh, it's still there. I'm like, okay, cool. You never know. All right, and we should go to Shelf Stacker Box, and I'll go first. 
I'm gonna put this in the stack. I I enjoyed it, but I didn't really like. I wasn't drawn. I just wanted to get through the game. I just wanted to finish it and move on. I mean, it it's still good, but it wasn't a standout for me anymore as I as I remember it being. I'm glad that we played it, but I don't I don't need to play. This is my third time playing, it, and I don't I don't need to play the game again. I'm good. So going on the stack. Uh, what about you, Joe? I'm gonna go ahead and put this in the box. Usually, people, if anything, I think I've been here. I usually put in shelf because I usually really like them. But yeah, yeah this is this is a this is my grandpa's movie that you know he <laughs> got rid of movies and I have stuff to watch and I don't feel like I want to watch this ever again unless maybe it's the whole HD remake or whatever or I decide to do all of them in one go. <laughs> okay, I, I doubt you're gonna want to play all of them in one go. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> you didn't have a good time with this one. one. You gotta get, gotta do that twenty four hour Twitch stream somehow. <laughs> uh, I do want to play two and three on the show at some point, maybe just to just to replay them. It all depends how good this episode does, but it's the, it's an idea. I think and two is at least worth doing. Three, is... <laughs> if I do all two, I'll have to do three just because yeah, I'm, it's, I'm a, it's I have to finish things that I start. <laughs> I try. Uh, what about you, Jack? I think I would definitely put it on the stack. I think just like I can't imagine wanting to do it again, but like I'm happy I did because that's something I've wondered for a long time. With my memories of being young, I was like, I don't know, how good is it actually? And it's like a little, well. little better than I feared. Not as good as I was hoping. Uh, and again, like yeah, with the the HD remake, I'm sure that's a better experience. If you have the chance, go play that. Like that's my <laughs> big tip at the end of all this. I would have, I would have bought it, but it was it's oh, expensive yeah. still. It's like forty bucks on Steam. That's Call of Duty, and exactly that's what I'm saying. If you have the chance, do it. If it's a forty dollar difference versus like free, don't do that. But but like I'm sure if you could, it'd be at least a lot, a little bit more enjoyable because graphics, as we said, weren't the biggest thing, but it would help. Like example on Steam, Black Ops Two. It's, it's 60 bucks still. Came out in 2012. Jesus Christ. Yep, that's they don't do that on on PC. I, I don't even think they do it on console, really. If it is, it's like 30. And then at that point, it's like, go find it used. But you can't do that on PC. So they're like, oh, just 60. Wait till it's on sale. Like most games, I, I buy a lot of PC mm-hmm. games. Steam, they, you know, they're never that high. Mm-hmm. But Activision. I'm not a fan of Activision, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. I don't think I, anybody is anymore. Because I'm sure they have also... Where is it? I know on Steam somewhere they have, like, the Call of Duty collection. Franchise collection. You want to know how much the franchise collection sure. is on Steam for full price, not on sale? Nine hundred and sixty-two dollars. Does anybody actually? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure when it's on sale, it's probably like a hundred dollars. Like that's the thing, but it's 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 that's why it's so silly the way they price things on PC because it's like just make it that. Thing. Normally, make it's a, not that oh, bad. As a guy no. who buys a lot of Steam games, no. it's normally most games are pretty cheap on Steam even before sale. Like you, it's just Call of Duty is that is that franchise that they don't they don't let go on. Yeah, Jesus let me clarify. Christ. It's like that on PC with Activision with Call of Duty. In console, not at all, but because they can control the price as much as they want. They're like, well, why would we lower it? As opposed to anyone else who's like, this game's been out for 10 years. Why would it be full price? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Silent Hill Homecoming, I think. Hmm? I think like Silent Hill Homecoming. Silent, Silent Hill Homecoming or Downpour on Steam is still like 40 or 50 bucks. Uh, Silent Hill Homecoming, because Silent Hill Downpour yep. isn't even on Steam. Silent okay. Hill is one of those series that like, you're very hard to get a hold of them now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm surprised Homecoming is still on there. I think, I, if I remember correctly, it is a terrible port. So, oh. yeah, I'm sure it's what. And that's also Konami, and that's a whole other bag of worms. <laughs> I, I, I I hate the fact that Silent Hill is so hard to find. Like, you have mm-hmm. to pretty much emulate it at this point if you don't have an old copy of PS2 or the HD collection, which, like, it's not... It is ridiculously hard to find when it should. And the HD collection does some really stupid stuff that it's just like as if you're playing it, you probably wouldn't notice. But if you are a fan of the original series, it's like, oh, they redid this billboard and they made the font Comic Sans. 
Yeah, that's a choice. Out of every font you could choose from, you would Comic Sans? Okay. <laughs> it was the time. No, I mean, the original Ko- wasn't Comic Sans. Oh, God. Konami's just stupid, okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's yep, what that's, I want to say. That's how I'd summarize it in kind, podcast-friendly words. <laughs> <laughs> They're just stupid as hell. Like, they just make <laughs> dumb decisions. They don't care. They just make pachinko machines now, I guess. So Hey, due, due, due to me being on Mike's podcast, there's at least one fuck every podcast due to me. So, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's no longer... That's fine. We swear all the time. <laughs> no longer a friendly podcast. <sighs> All right, I should introduce what we're going to be talking about next week. Because I'm insane, we are talking about 007 everything or nothing next week. <laughs> and I'm starting to regret that decision real fast when I started pre-playing, when I started playing the game for the first time. Oh, I haven't oh. yet, and you're making me not hype. But I, my experience with this is I need to start sooner because, ooh, it sounds like I'm going to need to take breaks. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming there's got to be cheats somewhere in this game because it's from that era mm-hmm. where I bet you there's some button cheat where you can just go and not die. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I know we've basically left, but we can talk about that for a second. Did you guys find any intel? Do you remember what the intel does? Oh, yeah, we should talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that quick. No, I don't. <laughs> Other than achievements. I don't think it did it, anything. It I gives you it. cheat codes. It gives you in-game cheat codes you can turn on and off, and oh. you find 30. That is a perfect another example of like, wow, of the era, this is what cheat codes were. And sometimes they were codes. I think that's kind of before, and it was still a little bit prominent by this point. But like that was kind of the that section of like, well, if you want to have cheat codes, find the collectibles, and then you can turn on big head mode or whatever. And I know there are some goofy ones. I think there's one that like gives you rockets as ammunition, so you fire an assault rifle and it's shooting 30 RPGs. Uh, there's one that does cool. like I think a big heads. Yeah, it was a really cool thing because I was as I was getting them, I was like, oh yeah, that's what these did. And it's just another element of like it makes me really happy that you know this that was not a thing three four years later. No, it was do you want it? Pay for it or get get out of here. We don't have anything like that anymore. Yeah, that's uh, completely gone now. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Doom still has cheat codes, so it's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Doom. Thanks yeah, for being but cool. most games don't. Since you brought mm-hmm. that up, like it's really not a thing anymore, which I forget about, but which is uh, too bad. I will say it did have a also tilde cheat code. So there's always that on old PC games. If it has a command console, you can at least leash it. And some of them were interesting because I was looking them up because I was trying to figure out how to do level selection for a thing and I couldn't. And then I found out it's like, oh, yeah, here's one to just make enemies not shoot at you. Like they have God mode. And then they once like, oh, enemies just aren't aware of your presence. And I was like, that's still interesting. At least we still have that to some extent nowadays. <laughs> sometimes. That's weird, though. Mm hmm. That's PC gaming for you. <laughs> so I really like PC gaming now. I'm I think it's the only way for me to go from now on. Like I have six shelves next to me full of like 360 games and PS3 and Xbox same. One, PS4, GameCube, and I'm just like, and nope, same. I almost sold my whole PS2 library and GameCube library. I'm like, I can emulate all this, but I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I couldn't bring myself. I have a few really rare gems in here, and I'm like, I, I can't. Especially <laughs> if you can find the right console. Like for example, a fat PS3 is what it's called. You can play PS3, PS2, and PS1 games. It's like you yeah, just need that. Yeah, no, good luck finding one, but like, if you could, then you're set. Then you can boot up all of them as much as you want. Yeah, I can boot everything up on this laptop in front of me, too. Uh, I, I know. As a person who loves emulation, though, I still hate it. Emulating Silent Hill is often not fun. Fun fact. I don't know how much you've done that yet, but <laughs> yeah, you might we, one day. We did, we did, what is it? We did, we've done three, and we've done, I think the only weird Konami game we've had really weird issues with was Metal Gear 2. That mm-hmm. one was weird because mm-hmm. for some reason, uh, me and Mike have the exact same problem where Ocelot came out as black and we don't know why. <laughs> and not, even, not even like a black man. Like no, he was just, just pitch black. black. It's just really weird. Yeah, that's that'll you get that. Uh, I'm I'm going to hopefully if everything works out right. My plan this year is to just to finally play Sound Hill 4. But we'll see if that happens. Oh, oh man. Oh, good. Never luck. played it. Never I, played it. 
I haven't either. It's <laughs> they made some choices in that that people did not like, and some people did not mind. But it was it were interesting choices. I'll give you that little preview. So we'll see. That's that's my plan is to do it this year finally for Spooktober when we get there. You know, <laughs> six months from now. But knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's everything that. We need to say on here. And if you enjoyed this episode, go listen to all our other over 300 plus episodes that we have out right now. If you can't anything you're looking for, you can't find on Spotify or Apple Music. Just go look on Podcast Addict is one of those or Podbean. Everything is on the Podbean site. You can find it all there. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and on YouTube. We're only on audio, but I do post everything on YouTube in case you rather listen to your podcast that way. At least you get it. That's what matters to me that you can find our content however you want to find our content. And I also want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on, on TikTok. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker who did the MCU movies with me. He started his own podcast as a gamer and looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. And we do have a Patreon for a little dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. And it is a new month, which I just realized now. So we will have a Star Wars poll this month. So definitely go look at that. You can go you can go vote for a little dollar, decide what Star Wars movie we're gonna cover this coming for May. For May 4th. <laughs> so definitely go check that out. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.